0: So it's called I'm All Ears. Yep. Yeah, it's on now. Yep. Uh, Testing out the sound. (laughs) The guest needs to do the heavy lifting. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of a bit like what Josh Hill does. He asks you to tell... tell, uh... Oh,
1: okay, mate. None of my ideas are original.
0: (laughs) Hey, Solo here. Uh, Goxie and I recorded this episode back in Feb with Jamie Hay when he was down here playing a few shows. We double booked ourselves for our usual recording spot, so this one is done in a park. Uh, There's a few birds and stuff in the background, but I'm seeing it as the first mashup of a podcast and a Nature Sound CD, so see what you reckon. Welcome to another episode of I'm All Ears. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Searle, and with me as always is...
1: I'm Aaron Gox, and we are here in... A park in Brunswick, a special outdoor live recording.
0: Do yeah. the name of the park? <laughs> yeah, I'm not real sure. I it's think it's
1: called Temple Park.
0: Temple Park, yeah. <laughs> it, this is my fault. Uh, where we usually record it uh, in the back of Stagold, usually pretty quiet of an afternoon, except there was a 14-band metal bill on Yeah. So, yeah. Sort so, of...
1: if you're listening to this and you hear, like, basketballs clinking and stuff, just... Be grateful—it's not like a metal band absolutely <laughs> shredding in the background. But anyway, enough logistics. I uh, want to tell tell us about who our special guest is today on Amelies? uh Sure, we have a musician, all-round great
0: guy, Jamie Hay. Thanks for coming, Jamie. Uh, Thanks for having me. Punk
1: rock, Australian punk rock royalty, Jamie Hay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh that's true. Um,
0: well, look, you know.
1: I got, a, I got Someone a f- that
2: doesn't really support the royal family. Uh, oh, are you bloody punks! Punk. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: try and praise a punk, <laughs> and they'll be like, what? "Well, I don't know about royalty." No, I, know. <laughs> I, I I got a photo with. Uh, I took a photo of you standing with Jay from Friends of Rom at uh, Freshfield Festival the other year, and I was oh, yeah. like captioning it like, "Punk bit of Oz punk royalty." Just <laughs> that near. just means we're old. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Well, I'm always amazed how how bands can stay together and stuff as long as they do. So you've you've done very well. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit a bit a bit of a background for people who don't know you, Jamie? Sort of. So you're a Newcastle boy, is that right?
2: Yeah. yeah I was born in, in Newcastle. Uh, Newie.
1: Newie. Is that the uh, colloquial term?
2: It is. It's it's the scientific name for Newcastle. <laughs> um, yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, Not I, for us. <laughs> I, um, I, I grew up in Newcastle in a suburb uh, called Fern Bay, which is actually kind of on the way out to the airport. Uh, it's, it's kind of on the other side I wonder if I walked
1: walk past that you when I walked to the airport. I
2: walked past my, my family home, boxing, <laughs> when you walked to the airport. That was like one of my uh, crazier trips. That was, that was ridiculous. Can't believe you're <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I, I grew up in Newcastle.
1: Uh, awesome. I and uh, I know you're sick of me bringing this up uh you know where this is going um i won't i promise once we've gotten it out of the way on this podcast i'll never bring it up again but tell us about a famous band you went to school with if
2: you can please uh no reason <laughs> oh no, no 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 not them okay <laughs> um uh yeah i went to school with a band <laughs> from newcastle australia called silverchair <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> I know that I'm a bit punishing. I've, I've I've brought this up a few times, but <laughs> you did tell it to me, so you know you dug, your you made your own bed. Regretting <laughs>
0: telling Coxie that.
1: But. Yeah. well most people regret telling me anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's a bit of what was it? Uh, looking back, you can have a laugh about it, but uh, um, was there was there a bit of jealousy or something? I remember you. Oh, tell-
2: hundred uh, percent. Like, um, you know, I, I was a, I was a kid from Fern Bay. Uh, and all my friends were, like, from, you know, around Fern Bay and Stockton and, and places like We were like working that. class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they were a band that were, like, though I think those guys were in the year below us or maybe two years or something. But, um, but you know, they had these, like, Marshall stacks and, and this <laughs> equipment. And, um, and I, had an, I had a gorilla ramp that a friend of mine stole from cash converters for me, <laughs>
1: The funny up. thing is the way you say it is like I've been in sports teams where there's like the rich kid with all the gear, but they yeah. suck. But in oh, Silverchair's case, great. they could they're actually like, they had the gear and it, could play it as well. That's
2: why it was even more frustrating. It's like shit, these little fucking assholes can actually play you know? <laughs> all the gear and heaps of yes, yeah. like yeah. and, and they're better looking than us, and they mm. you know r- write good songs. But I was like really, I was pretty jealous of them. Um, and I think it was like a, a shared thing between like, like most of my friends in school, you know. Um, uh, so much so that one weekend my brother and my friend and I made a um, stencil that said silver chair suck. <laughs> and we um, spray painted our school jumpers with it wow. and uh, wore it to school. And um, I think it was Ben that walked past me when I was wearing it. And he kind of just laughed. And then I laughed as well.
1: Is this... Like, and is this like the height of chair mania sort of thing? Or... So it's still on I the way so. up kind of thing?
2: I think so. Yeah, I think like... I think at this point it was like... They had at least the EP out or something. Yeah. But um... But they were cool about it, and I really regret that now. <laughs> like, it's no, exactly but that's why. I, shit, shit
1: I, I, that's why I say it. I'm yeah. sorry to bring up the story, and I w- won't bring it up. I just want to. I got it on record now. So <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's
2: fine. It's no, fine.
1: no, the reason I do because I know mm-hmm. you are a great, genuine guy, and you don't think like that now. So it's no. funny to talk about. Well, and okay, uh, really. whereas me myself, I'm still bitter and petty, and I'll never grow <laughs> out of it. So <laughs> that is the difference. You you can look back and laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have. Um, um,
0: so, yeah, wh- so. How, how long did you, when did you leave Newcastle? You uh did you... Um, I left Newcastle, I think it was
2: 2006. Uh, I think it was, I think it was like July 2006. Okay, wow. I moved wow. to Melbourne. Um, I moved into the art house and I moved in with like, literally like two, two of those like big stripy bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Market um, bag. Yeah, market <laughs> bags, um, a guitar and a skateboard and pretty much that and i moved into the arty and got into my room and it was a monday night and all of my experiences of the art house were on tour so yeah i moved in it was like quiet is it
1: meant to be uh for those that don't know art house is a well-known uh music was a music venue in melbourne yeah for 20 years yeah, yeah like awesome bands playing there but yeah was it actually? Um, I, oh, I guess you were just about to say this, but was it actually resident, like fit for residential, or?
2: Yeah, so uh, they had like two two levels upstairs, which had rooms, and some were for backpackers, and some were like kind of, um, yeah, for people to kind of live in. Because it's very different,
1: as you said on tour, it's different. You can put up with a night of oh it was like, just party time <laughs>
2: like and it was you know everyone was there and you're hanging out and you're seeing all these people and you're having a great time and then i moved in there and i like sat down on my bed in my room and just was like hey, <laughs> <"Okay. laughs> nothing happening yeah right? yeah this the right was <laughs> this the right kind of thing to do monday
1: to friday music venues are different to That's saturday right. night yeah, yeah. yeah
2: but you know kind of kind of soon got got into the the routine and um and it was great. My my time living at the art house was, was amazing. I got to see all of the shows there for free. It was <laughs> cheap rent. And, and this Mel, sa- Mel would knock on my door on Thursday evenings and go, "We're clearing the lines. If you want to come down and have a <laughs> few beers," and it'd end up just me being totally maggot by like eleven o'clock and have to go to work on a Friday. And
1: it's funny. It's funny because go, <laughs> it's, it's a like classic like young bloke. Loving something and like, I like this thing. I should live in it. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like if you're into footy, like, I should live in the MCG. You know, like,
2: <laughs> it would be great all the time. It'll just be all like all my favourite people, and my favourite bands all the time, and it pretty much was. But I like, just moved in on a Monday and just it was a, I just didn't really think about it. Yeah, know, but,
1: and yeah, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. Um, and so we took a. I spoke about sort of uh, punk rock royalty because you've uh, been in um, many different bands. Um, and they're very like across quite a few subgenres, but all yeah. well, I guess you could say linked. I know it gets mm-hmm. a bit cringy talking about genres and subgenres, but they're all come under the mostly the punk sort of banner, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell us, tell us, can you tell us about like your first first band?
2: First band um, was a band when I was like a teenager. I was probably about fourteen or so. I um, played in a band called Stolen Youth, which was myself my friend uh jem and ryan uh fuzz uh we just basically were just jamming in in jem's shed and just like we it, it was a weird mix like we we learned covers of like screeching weasel bad religion
1: <laughs> <and is>. Slayer. <laughs>
2: it was like yeah but
1: yeah. i love that because there's no sense of like, you know, bands are thinking about a career, might be like, well, what's going to work? That's sort of, yeah, That was oh, just, just like, like, what do we like? Let's yeah, play it. Yeah, this is
2: what we liked. And uh, that's that's 100% it. And we just, like, would would spend our days, like, in his shed rehearsing and then we'd go to the beach and, like, have a swim or a surf and then go for a skate and then just that, repeat. just repeat, <laughs> like, every weekend. It was, like, it was awesome. It was good fun. And we, we actually, like, started putting on, putting on shows in Jem's in shed um, where we would like take our skateboards down to the squash center in Stockton and borrow an amp, these mm. big, like kind of was a
1: very four yeah. by ten,
2: you know, quad box that we'd push back to his house on the skateboards and just put on these shows like for our friends and we didn't know what DIY was at that point. Yeah, before. like we were kind of doing it because yeah. there was no other option. Like we didn't know anyone that else that kind of played in bands because we were a bit younger and all the bands that we went and saw that were local bands that were a bit older than us and we were like, we weren't talking to them, we were mm. like too scared or whatever but we, you know, we we're like, well, we'll just put on our own shows, you know? Yeah,
1: it's yeah. not till later on that you learn about these labels and like DIY and stuff because yeah. I remember first gig I ever went to was The Living End when Prisoner Society blew up. I was like 13. Yeah. And thinking back, I can remember, I was there with a mate and I remember big bloke older blokes being like yeah what a little legend and playing up the whole size thing but we yeah. didn't think about that we're just like we like the bands that we went along sort of thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you just right. do things you don't think of it as a whole but then when yeah. you're older you do yeah, mature yeah. and you understand these things yeah and...
2: yeah and so we um yeah so we we ended up like playing doing our own shows and then like um you know meeting members of the bands that we mm. would go and see like these hardcore bands and like disengage and stuff, and, and no reason that we just like idolised as, as kids. Um, you know, then they'd ask us to like play shows with them, and, and that's did, how we kind did, of got involved. Did that did
1: force you to find out about some stranger subgenres? And because
2: look, at, the, at that time, like this is like the early nineties. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> this is like ninety three and four. So.
1: So but the re- was, yeah, that's the reason you know, I asked because now is. on the net you can find stuff. Oh, but that's right. Was, for me, it was just like Epitaph, Punkarama, yeah. comps and Fat oh, Rat comps, and, and
2: and even in those days there was no like kind of um, there was no other way to find out about bands other than like what you what records your friends had or mm. like or you'd read the like thanks list of a record that you liked and see if they mention a band's name and you go oh, yeah. I recognise that and then the next time you're in a record store you go oh I'll get that SNFU record and yeah. check it out you know you just had to just to take the punt and, and have a listen to something that you'd never heard before and hope that you know it was <laughs> something <laughs> you're into You know, or did, you know mixtapes uh,
0: didn't yeah, uh, we have a pretty healthy scene at that time it did yeah yeah Newcastle's
2: always kind of had a, a pretty healthy music scene whether it you know whatever genre or, or whatever it's been you know um, it's a it's a funny town in that it's a staunch blue-collar working class town, because it was like steelworks and mm. and a coal mining port and stuff like that. But um, there was always this undercurrent of like kind of fringe dwellers and like, you know, punks and rockers mm. and surfers and skaters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and artists and, and that kind of stuff. It's um it's always, it's always had a solid kind of um, scene there in in kind of whatever uh, art music kind of thing was going on and it's always in a kind of state of fluxes anywhere you know like it's it gets to a point where it's like really blooming and there's heaps of stuff going on then it kind of quietens down i think i kind of got into it when it was at a really good spot like Mm. um there was like great and and honestly like the bands that were around when i was a kid that i saw um still hold up today like i listen to some yeah. of the records and go fuck they're great songwriters and they're great bands and um and so i got to see a lot of kind of different music you know hardcore punk metal you know grunge and you know and whatnot like you know in that it's in the, obviously the sub-genre but um yeah i think we i think i got into it at a really kind of healthy time in, in newcastle music mm. yeah cool
1: yeah so um stolen youth what was yeah. what was next was that was that carnation or no
2: after, that come a bit later yeah it was um stolen youth and then i um i joined a, a hardcore band uh that had kind of been around for a bit called pitfall um they're all like older guys than me like i think i joined them before i was T- even 18. took you under their wings sort yeah, of like yeah. the apprentice <laughs> yeah they, yeah they they knew i was like kind of keen on the music and um and so yeah, I joined them, and and that was I think you know that kind of Pitfall lasted for a couple more years after that, maybe like two years or something.
1: So is that um, when you say hardcore, it was like it was pretty intense, like sort of? Yeah, it was of like
2: straight up, like kind of New York hardcore. Oh cool, stuff, yeah. sick of it all sort of thing. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I remember integrity, I- kind of <laughs> you know inspired stuff. Um, but then uh, Pitfall ended and I started a band with Luke, the the singer from Pitfall and um, a bunch of friends um, called Arms Reach and and we were like around for a couple of years. Um, And then that's when I started Conation kind of, I left Arms Reach to start Conation because I just was into kind of a very different style of kind of hardcore punk than than, um, we all were at the time and I wanted to kind of do something different.
1: Yeah, it, was, um, it was funny because, like, I, I wouldn't meet you till years later. But I remember when I started getting into music in the late 90s and getting the street presses and that. And I do remember yeah. that name, like, Carnation popping out. Did you go to Brisbane yeah. a couple of times? We, we, we went to Brisbane so much at one point,
2: like, it yeah, was like our, it was like our go to anytime. I reckon we
1: might have had some almost but never crossover because I was more yeah. of your like pop punk and scar. Yeah, yeah. But Brisbane was also kind of like, probably similar to where there was not big enough for subgenres to stand by themselves you know, so a lot of
2: years absolutely yeah everyone just
1: played with everyone yeah. because you had to there yeah. wasn't
2: yeah. yeah 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 we used to go to brisbane a whole bunch um yeah even more so than even coming down here to melbourne in the earlier days take yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> take that victoria no, until later though no no yeah. was
0: conation kind of the start of you like making your own sound or was that what yeah, was really good about Conation. You
2: know, yeah yeah it was like I joined Pitfall they were already a band Stolen Youth we all started together but you know when I was like 14 15, yeah, I didn't yeah. really know what I was kind of doing I just loved propaganda and I just yeah. wanted to like <laughs> rip off those kind of riffs and stuff yeah, yeah. but Conation um, but really started that um, side of my songwriting that I uh, It felt like a bit
0: more free to kind of explore what we were doing. Um, Yeah, kind of. Kind of felt like I can actually say something myself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It was it was a good kind of vessel for that for me for a long time. Um, And you know, we we explored it to the point where like, oh, let's you know add you know lots of melody amongst the kind of discord Mm. and stuff as well, and you know get a violinist in and.
1: Yeah. I had
2: some like, harmonies and shit like that. It was, you know, it was just like, kind of... Orchestra, like, like, no, <laughs> symphony. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'd love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing, yeah. But, you know, um, there was just one friend that we kind of convinced that should play violin in a, like, <laughs> power violence kind of band, you know. And, like, and
1: did yeah. you, because um, later on... Um, you were to you tour with like defiance High, who were, had it had that but did you yeah. know that that was going on in, throughout the world or did you kind of i'm basically saying did you create a subgenre no no <laughs> no we didn't
2: no absolutely nah. not um it was really inspired by for me like and these i don't know if you know many people even kind of know these bands these days but like those bands like ottawa and portrait and like um uh, I'm sure,
1: people like, can look it up I'm if they're sure, listening. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but, what you
2: know. It was, but it was those kind of bands that I heard. Like the band, the band Portrait had like violin and stuff, and and it was just like, oh, that sounds amazing! Like, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, because when we when we done a record, we got we got a friend um, to play violin on the record just to kind of add the parts or whatever. But then when when we met Jenna, like CoNation played a show with Jenna because uh, she was a just doing her solo stuff. She was just doing singing songwriter stuff, and she she'd only recently moved from Canada to, to Sydney. And we played this show, and someone said, like, oh, Jenna plays violin. She's amazing. Like she was playing guitar and singing at this show. But yeah, we basically just like kind of bowled her up and just went like, oh, I heard you play violin. Would you like to, you know, uh, come on tour with us? Like that's how it kind of started. And and she was like, sure you know, didn't know us from a bar or something. <laughs> Yeah. and just kind of was just thrust into the world of our band. And um, That's awesome, though. Yeah, and,
0: you know, here we are, years later. I don't know if you've ever uh, found this, I guess that sometimes in in punk music, like, people are a bit rigid about what is punk and what isn't, and, sure. like, oh, like yeah. including something like that must have felt quite different at the time, or, you know, why can't it be this, or why yeah. can't it? yeah. yeah. Some...
1: Yeah, some people are wary of, of gimmicks. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, say, like yeah. people who hate scar, like, oh, trumpets are just a gimmick. So sort of, yeah, <laughs> and they're
0: I'm right. a big scar. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: I'm I'm <laughs> outnumbered <laughs> here. I'm the only scar defender here. Got two staunch scar got haters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right um, Once you go Boston, you don't go back.
2: <laughs> um, but no, look, I think I think from the start of Coronation, you know. We copped a fair bit of kind of flack for, you know, we we're like these like emo like kids and you know blah blah. It's you know, and all it was was just these head hardcore guys yeah. like saying that shit. So you know, it's just
0: I feel like and worth nothing anyway. Yeah, so Who yeah. cares what they're this saying? This term is probably from the archive, but Hessian was. Oh, that totally. That came <laughs> a little bit later actually. It was really funny. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, a Hessian. it's like,
2: right. Uh, Whatever the fuck that means, yeah, fucking yeah. jock. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, you know, and, and again, it always came from people that were just fucking buff heads. Yeah. And they're saying that, like, you know, it was like, you're not, you're not doing this. You're not, you're not, you're not following this fucking linear path. Mm. You weirdo. <laughs> and you just go, yeah, I know where you're coming from, and you're a dickhead, so I don't care yeah. what you're saying. It's,
1: so. a, it's not the exact same thing, but me coming through doing comedy in Brisbane. No one was, like, hassling me saying, oh, you're doing this. But what it was was more, like, the people getting gigs and paid gigs and stuff were doing a very easy sort of, like, make fun of suburb style. And I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I guess that's my little...
0: Yeah, like adding
1: a violinist to a band <laughs> is not making fun of like lower socio-economic You're not people. Doing like
0: yeah, men and women. Stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the you know yeah.
1: difference? Well, I'm just, just trying yeah. to say, like 800 miles away, but we had a we yeah, had a we're, connection, we're mate. Parallel, the, the yeah. we, were, you know, yeah. we We were. Yeah, we
2: aligned, at, you know, <laughs> at some point. Yeah,
1: no, but that's that's really great, mate, because, like I said, years I, I heard seeing your your band's names listed, but never came across them, but then I. Years later, it was kind of like around 08 sort of thing, and I I moved back to Brisbane. I'd I'd lived in Sydney for about a year and went through a lot of stuff, pretty hectic. Uh, You could have seen it in my show, but if you missed it, bad luck, divorce with children. But anyway, I had had my first daughter, Karen, in Sydney, moved back to Brizzy, and my mates, uh, I think you know them, like Craig and Sean, they were starting to get really into your that, that scene you know they are going over the fest and huge into your bands so yeah really got me into it and yeah. it's so great when you find a sound like that or, or a little sub scene where it's like this suits me so much because I started to really get into like the I know we're getting quite cringy here with subgenres, but I don't like the term folk punk you know yeah, like, Chuck, I love yeah. like your Tim Barry that sort of thing yeah, yeah, Chuck Reagan yeah so that that's how I'm linking it back to yeah that sort of but yeah. the yeah so um that's leads me to the next point of, of the, um some of the other bands if you could want to give us an idea of some other other bands after conation
2: yeah well you know, I, I, I moved yeah as we kind of spoke about before i moved to, to melbourne in mid 2006 uh and um like joined uh a, another band that had kind of been going for a bit called a death in the family and that's when I moved into the art house, I moved into the art house with Adam and Matt who were in A Death yeah. in the Family, so three out of four of us lived at the pub, um, which was, you know, perfect <laughs> for the time. Um,
1: good for controlling your booze consumption? Well, or? no, but, um,
2: <laughs> but um, good for, you know, just just hanging out and, and working yeah, on yeah. songs and stuff and like that that kind of stuff together. And yeah, so I played in A Death in the Family for about six or so years, I think, Um
1: and again, sorry to make it all back on me, but I'm pretty sure I saw you guys and not knowing anything uh, on the Against Me tour. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I think, um, so CoNation done the first Against Me tour, which was like 2004. And I think A Death in the Family done the second one, but I wasn't in A Death in the Family at that point.
1: Oh, okay. So you,
2: yeah, it was probably, it would have been Sarah then. Um which was probably 2005 or so. Cause I did,
1: yeah. I saw it against me in Brizzy at Mary Street Nightclub. Yep. And. This is revealing something about me. I actually had dreads at the time, but oh, it's dude. one of those things. is like I reckon that'd get double-digit likes if I put that online. But <laughs> but it wasn't the done thing at the time to get photos. I think there was one taken and I lost it along the way. Oh, so right, so you'll like just an have to
2: hard copy. Yeah,
1: yeah. it was because this is showing my age, you know. You had to, to find to,
2: the negatives. Yeah,
0: the yeah. Yeah, 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 you had yeah,
1: yeah. to like take it into the shop. Yeah. So like. Photos weren't just done willy nilly back right, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you were like at a party or whatever, and you're like, "Let's have a photo." Like, what? Like, what I mean, are you doing, man? Weird to, to get a photo <laughs> or
0: something. You're like, what do you mean? Just get a photo? Of, yeah. What's going on over there? So, did feel like us start down in Melbourne, uh, No. So, I feel like I
2: started in Newcastle. Uh, actually, at the end of two thousand and four, right. Kim, Kim and I started jamming, and I think we played maybe our first show.
1: I think I saw that online recently. A, a, a clip resurfaced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's. You know, it's the thing. It's like, it starts going... You think about those years and go,
1: like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. Because like, that's... Um, yeah, it's, it's getting while ago now. Well, when I was living in Sydney um, with all the insane stuff going on in my life, but my mates, they were... So I'm, like, trying to live the family life things. So I'd yeah. dropped out of, like, following music scenes and stuff. They're still, like, single blokes so they, like, can follow bands around the country and they were following you on the Defiance tour. Yeah, They'd okay, gone to, like, yeah. the Port Macquarie one. Yeah, that's right. And they're, like... And I'm so I'm out of the I'm out of the scene, right? I'm not in and they're like, oh we're going to this show Maggotsville. And yeah, I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So okay. I'm like, that was my first kind of link back to after all those years away, like yeah. hearing about that, yeah. Well that
2: was that was a great tour. That that was like I feel like I was just basically had a record coming out and we we're like, you know, if there was any band that we wanted to like tour with, like yeah. would be? Yeah. And, me, and it's we just were like, Oh, Defiance Ohio would be great. And it's like let's just contact them and so we sent an email and just said hey would you want to come to australia and and they ended up like
1: it was almost yeah, like what you were doing with a few more violins and fiddles and right. washboards and stuff that's true yeah. yeah
2: um so that was a great tour that was that was an awesome time um yeah we just had a van that we all kind of piled into together and just fanged around the you know, the East Coast for like two
1: weeks. And is it is it true you've still been going to Port Macquarie off the back of that because it went so... Much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, awesome.
2: That show in Port Macquarie was
1: like... I was love the fast. idea of just yeah. like this legendary show that can fuel a career of returning to a town. Yeah, yeah. and it
2: has, man. Like I, I went, I think post-truth... I think I've, I've had, had a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, post-truth and... Uh, I've done solo shows there in recent like years, like you know last year, the year before, or whatever. And, it's, um, and when it's a great scene there, and I guess <laughs> it's like, I guess it's like most places. There's there's people that love music, and they want uh, they want bands yeah. to come to their town. And um, and most of the time, it probably doesn't happen. But like um, there's always those people there. Like you know, we've all grown up in suburbs or places where you know we, we're into music that. Um, uh, probably would never make it there, or whatever. Mm. Um, you just gotta, it's like you build it and they will come.
1: Yeah. And um, when did uh like Alaska did that come in? Was that?
2: I didn't play in like Alaska. Oh fuck! Can we edit that out?
1: <laughs> 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 I fucked that up. Sorry. But, but definitely be... take that out. <laughs> but
2: um, no, like Alaska was like a kind of a um, sister brother band, really, with feel like us. So we kind of I've, 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 and... I I
1: stuffed that up because I yeah I never got to see him. So I was like I thought you are in it for some reason sorry about it's that it's very
2: incestuous because <laughs> like Dale who was in Co-Nation play, end up playing bass in Like Alaska I've played heaps of shows with Jen Dale and I play in Jen's like band when she plays so you know it's kind cool, of like
0: what we d- all just like when hang out
2: because
0: what what year did you join A definite Family
2: so that would have been yeah 2006 when I when I moved to Melbourne okay. yeah
0: and did you, did you was and that was after they went to Europe and so no, so it was just before. Yeah, yeah.
2: right. So I'd done, i done that first tour of Europe with the family. I'd played two shows with them, <laughs> um, and then we were off on a plane to Europe for
1: quick apprenticeship
2: for like a month and a bit. Yeah, because
0: I remember people talking about the band going to Europe, and they came back, and it was like you guys were so much tighter, and just oh. everything like sort of cha- like really happened for you guys in that in that period. Well, it's like. like
2: it's like rehearsing every night for 42 yeah. nights, you know what I mean? Like that's what, that's what it's like. And that's why like touring bands, you see them just on fire because you just do it every night um, and you yeah. kind of hone in on what you're doing to the point where like, you're not even really thinking about it. At yeah. It's just autopilot. Just, yeah. It just happens. And, <laughs> um, and that's the great thing about if you're a touring band, you can kind of get that experience. Um, you know, when you're a band that kind of is weekend warrior, it's like it's hard to kind of get yeah. that stamina back up. You know, it um, so was a great time.
1: You, do you, um, there are there are obviously there are a lot of challenges with with bands. Like mm. obviously you're dealing with people. Mm. So I'm not trying to say anything about you in particular, but I know um, just because like I've seen in comedy, you know, falling outs and stuff, and, and yeah. you're dealing with emotions and egos and um have you found some of those difficulties with with bands over the years or or
2: not not entirely uh and it's mostly probably deal with that from other bands or people that you don't really know you know what i mean like Mm. uh, people that don't know you personally or or something you know um yeah i've never really had i don't know yeah Never really no that's either. good
1: yeah, <laughs> I don't want there to be drama I, was no, just like, <laughs> no. Did, uh,
0: I guess uh when I kind of met you it was around I guess you've been in probably a death in the family for a few years and yeah. playing some solo shows and stuff as well yeah was it for me like I guess that's where I started out at the art house during that time yeah it kind of felt like that scene kind of not came from nowhere but it sort of grew quite rapidly yeah over those few years like from around yeah. 0- 8 to maybe 2012 or something like that. Yeah. Did it feel like that for you as well? Like, that it was... Yeah, it just kind of was its own thing. It was. And it, and it's hard for me to
2: kind of gauge that too because I moved down, you know. I'm, the Death and the Family were already a band mm. um, before I moved to Melbourne and I moved down and started playing shows. So I guess my reality of it was it was kind of like always like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but, But I have to say, I think, you know, it was it was for bands like A Death in the Family and I say that because I wasn't always in the band you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like talk about them sometimes like in a different context because I never like in the end I was a permanent member but before that I was a fan of the band you know yeah. Yeah. Before, before I joined the band so but I think it was like bands like Death in the Family and like um you know Blue Line Medic um Days Worth Fighting and um and bands like that that were the first or well, Days Worth and Death of a family, like some of the first bands on Poison City. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you get when you got a, a label and then there's you know a bunch of bands on that label, it it kind of it does kind of form a little kind of
1: mm. scene
2: or it's done like, well, yeah, it yeah, felt that's like right. for a few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, and it was, it was a it was a great, great time in in um, in my kind of time in music in Melbourne and stuff. It was um I guess it was always good. Good going to back the to the whole the like
1: yeah, going a bit back to the whole Newcastle and Brisbane sort of thing is a bigger place like Melbourne can be able to do that form little yeah little, little scenes and subgenres and we even get that in comedy where you have people you don't cross their paths for a while because yeah. they do their own little gigs and
2: yeah 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 um, like I think yeah it's a it's a hard one to kind of like. Unpack and, mm. and, Yeah, because
1: you live it, so you don't yeah, think of it as yeah, like... Yeah, it's
2: like, you just go, well, that's my reality, you know. It's like, it's hard to kind of compare it to um, something else. Because um, it was just like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of just what it was, it was you was, know. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I only heard about it afterwards, the whole art house thing. But I did get yeah. to see... The Rev, which was pretty cool. It yeah. was sort of oh, like a is, art house part two. Would that be a fair yeah, sort of yeah, the sequel? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it
2: was, yeah. It's
1: like too fast, too fused, <laughs> too, too, too <laughs> rev I don't know. <laughs> I got too nothing. Too rev too yeah.
2: serious. Yeah. Judge. Yeah, yeah Art House to Judgment
1: Day. Was, I don't know. <laughs> I should stop. <laughs> um no, that's <laughs> so that's awesome, mate. Um so then we get to in the timeline like I said I, I kind of went away for a bit and then I kind of returned to going along to music and stuff and I thought we'd talk a bit about you crossing paths with me and Serlo yeah, might, might start yeah. with me first uh can you tell people if we've talked about this before but yeah, can you yeah. retell the story of, of when you first came across me
2: I think uh I think it was a, a gig at X and Y
1: in Brisbane yeah. yeah,
2: um I think I remember talking to you before the show and um, and see, like, um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of comedy. Uh, and I remember like talking to you, Goxie, and you were like, Oh, yeah, I'm a comedian. And I was like, Really intrigued. I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, what you know, are you doing? We've
1: and... since uh, had really good chats where uh, we both have one of our favorite comedians, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It a, yeah. It's it a good, right. uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, yeah, talking to you before the show, and yeah, we had a good chat, and then. X and Y was one of those uh, kind of weird kind of shows where, um...
1: You got the the had, nightclub downstairs, yeah, the, like the rock... was going on. Was billionaire a or whatever. <laughs> and
2: then you get up and playing these, like, folkish kind of songs and hearing, like, the music pumping from downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird one. But and um, they've
1: also the, got the games and that going the on. The games
2: in between. So before I went on stage, they had a watermelon-eating competition.
1: <laughs> this is where I and, come um, in. <laughs> and,
2: and, um... There's like four contestants up there and there's like a tarp out because you know it's going to get messy or whatever. And so Goxie's one of the contestants and obviously the idea of the competition is who's the first one that could finish <laughs> the quarter of um, watermelon. So it starts and everyone's like fanging into the watermelon, it's <laughs> crazy. And Goxie's just taking the most like slowest Bites and just enjoying every. Yeah, bite.
1: slow and steady I wins the race, right? Well,
2: you didn't, you didn't win. You the race, <laughs> but you, uh, you you won. You won the, uh, the, the respect. Heart. My yeah. respect, I was like, that is you like? Were you like? <laughs>
1: were you like look great. at look at that man. Respect that watermelon. He's not
2: wasting it. Yeah. He's really enjoying it. Yeah, that was great. And I was you got to see.
1: You got to know when you're beaten. You know, I was beaten by those guys. So I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna enjoy this. You,
2: you, you did. You won. You, you won your own race. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I think that was the first time I met you. <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking great." Oh, no,
1: that's really that's crazy. Yeah, because it's like obviously, yeah, like my mates were telling me about about this music, and then I think I, um, I think I just bought your album, the solo album. I was like really getting into it. it was, so it was all like pretty quick, you know. And then went out to watch it and um, ate some water. Yeah, there. yeah. So it was like. <laughs> kind of like trying. It was yeah. like after going through a fair bit of my life, I was like trying to kind of like get back on my feet starting to go out so I was like yeah this is cool and, yeah. and I really got heavily into all the like yeah this started like I don't know what you, you know acoustic, you know the revival to acoustic yeah, punk and yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah Tim Barry I loved him and yeah still do but yeah I was like really getting into it yeah
2: it's awesome
1: and uh, what about Cello? To <laughs> give us a Cello's story. Like,
2: particular. <laughs> I don't think there's any standout like eating watermelons. Like <laughs> but um, I'm sure it was at the art house at some point or something, right?
0: Like, I think, like I, I mean, I started going to the art house because. I had some mates that played in a metal band yeah. called The Omen. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Scott Cooper and the other guys. And then I think one night we just went there for a show and Death and the Family were playing. Yeah. And I think that was my, like, I guess I grew up listening to a lot of punk and, like, propaganda and stuff like that. And, mm. But then I'd never really seen any live shows like that. So that right. kind of was a whole world for me. Opened it up, yeah. Definitely started that. They used to do those beer garden Sundays yeah, on the roof yeah there. yeah definitely went to work pretty sore-headed <laughs> on a few Mondays <laughs> after that um, so but that was some good that was a great time that the art house where it feels yeah, like uh, yeah so uh, I mean so many of my people mates come from that that time yeah sure. so, well yeah. we
1: do have quite a bit of crossover you know like because yeah. like I said when I started getting into that sort of folky punk sort of stuff or whatever. And then that's when I started seeing, you know, we were all new Shane, you know, and, uh, you know, and, uh, so that's bringing us all together. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: true and wouldn't you have played some shows together with ki- Kissing Booth I'm sure we would have yeah, at some absolutely point. Yeah. did sh- uh, share a rehearsal space <laughs> mate that's right that's right <laughs> well uh the box. So, right,
2: the box it was our rehearsal so space so mate,
1: says yeah. one of the things leading him to get into comedy was his his great banter <laughs> oh, I yeah, might have yeah. added the word great but <laughs> he did he did love the banter at the, the well, live shows
0: I definitely remember annoying Grace and Tomo by talking too much during songs Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, it's, uh, But you know you gotta say something while they're tuning. Absolutely, and like there's
2: always gotta be someone in the band to be able to do that. Yeah, that's the thing that sucks when I do acoustic stuff. It's like fuck, it's me now. Yeah, I gotta carry the whole my job as well. Like this this is is like a I'm no
1: good at this. This is like a small business running from home. That's right. (laughs)
2: Answering the phone call and you know printing the shirts at the same time. Doing the taxes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah well, every band needs that person solo and I'm glad you are that person. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you, mate.
1: Yeah, so yeah, like I found out about your music, start getting real into it. And then I think uh was it feel like actually got got me to open once in Brizzy or something? When and that was when things were starting to kick off for me a bit too. So it was like pretty
2: was it in, was it in Melbourne. Oh I
1: might have met you yeah, 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 met you in we, Brizzy. Yeah we, yeah. Met,
2: yeah, we met in Brizzy and I think I think, you know, we ran into each other. Had a fair few shows in Brisbane. I think when, yeah. when you moved down to Melbourne is when we kinda of started to yeah. see each other
1: a lot more. Yeah. And um, that was yes, things starting to kick off with that. Um, and then so you and you moved back to Newy. I've I've stayed with you a few times in Newie. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I hope know. I haven't been too bad of a, a house <laughs> guest. Thank you very much for that.
2: No, mate. No, <laughs> yeah. you you, all. <laughs> and, uh, you, just, you just don't need to walk five hours to the airport <laughs> the next time. You Just tell me and I'll drive you
1: to the airport. I, I do do those things and people kind of take offence. Not offence, but a like... <laughs> Did you think I wasn't gonna take you or something? I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> it's just more that I'm pretty crazy and like, yeah. But it was early. It's I didn't want a, you. To...
2: It's such a massive.
1: I do get myself airport. into big things where I'm like, halfway through, I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was just <laughs> like, cars zooming past you 100k's an hour and stuff.
2: Yeah. That's. it. That, did he tell you about that? Well, <laughs> didn't you do he... it from Hobart airport Perth? as well? Yeah, yeah I've done yeah. heaps. From Perth? Yeah.
1: Like no, all all right. the ones
2: that take, like, like <laughs> half a day to get to, they're the yeah. ones that Doxie walk to.
1: I haven't done Melbourne <laughs> yet, but I do park my car in a residential street near the Essendon Bombers training ground and, and walk man, from there. Yeah. And it's, like, 25-minute walk. I'm so stingy, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, Yeah, so pretty much... What else have we got, mate? Well, um, How, how
0: y- long have you been back in Newy for
2: now? I moved back to Newcastle... So it'll be four years in August Wow Yeah So I lived in Melbourne for ten years Pretty much almost to the month Wow yeah.
1: do, you, do you look back at those Like the Melbourne years Or the, the Melbourne chapter like... it, it
2: was It was and, um, and you know what Like it's it's good um, It's good coming back here And playing shows And just getting to hang out And see everyone And go to my favourite places mm. to...
1: Actually Speaking of you Being a comedy fan And you do have a link To the Melbourne comedy scene Tell us about that
2: My link? Oh, The Rev. That's right. Didn't I started the comedy night at oh, yeah. The Rev. I um, hope people didn't hear me whisper that. I had to time. tell Jamie
1: about his own life. <laughs> 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 we get it, mate. You've lived a life. You've done a lot. We get it, mate.
2: You're old. You need No, friends. I didn't mean it in that <laughs> way. I mean, it was
1: like, oh, I've done so much, oh, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah just oh, so many things. Um, no, I did. When I took over booking at The Rev, um, I spoke to Bodes so and I was like, we should do a comedy night. And, mm. and I hit up. Um, Cam Tyson The flog Cam Tyson <laughs> um, And And uh, yeah Said would he Asked if he'd be interested In running a comedy night there So um, I think that ran for about Four years or Yeah, yeah. No, it was nah. four, no it was probably Less And it was It
1: was great to That um, have something In that area too Because A lot of the stuff Is kind of like Your, your Fitzroy Carlton, And so it was good to have yeah. Something out there And the rev was great And but What was that experience Like booking Like how did you Was it kind of the more you found out about it, it's like.
2: Well, I was having a conversation with Matt and Mel one once when we were hanging out with our kids, and I was like, "Oh, the current book is finishing up soon. We've got to find someone, and it's not as easy as just kind of advertising for yeah. someone. It's kind of got to understand what kind of bands are playing here, and what the place is like, whatever." And, um, I was I was a stay-at-home dad at that point. Mm. I quit my job, and um, but I was like, "Oh." was like, oh, I think I could do that. I've booked tours, I've put on sh- lots of shows throughout the years, and kind of put my hand up for it. And um, and then, yeah, Matt Matt called me back like a couple of days later. I was like, "You still interested in that job? Like, All right, give it a go." And so I've done it for two years, and and actually quit because that was around the time when we decided to move back to Newcastle. So I had to call Bose and tell him that you know, quitting the quitting the rev and moving. <laughs> and, um,
1: but I would know, would, was, would they? How did? Do like you don't have to go too far into it but like how does it do they say this night's like a sub-genre like how does it, or you just like just give us some bands
2: like yeah <laughs> it, you have to
1: think pretty sort of like hard about it or
2: oh yeah it, it's a pretty tough job in terms of just keeping on top of things and that was a venue that had two two rooms that ran mm. on pretty much thursday you know mostly thursday friday and Saturdays. some
1: like late pullouts, stuff oh, like that yeah
2: that kind of stuff <laughs> it's just like a headache um uh, you know, you get some shows that were, like, easily put together and some that were, like, really arduous. And um, it, it's it's a pretty tough gig. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, i take feel my a hat off to anyone that does it. That yeah, time? it's just kind of perpetual, you know. Yeah. It just never ends. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you have Christmas and stuff, but, you know, you're still planning all the months ahead of that. You yeah. know, you never kind of stop doing it. So, um, yeah, anyone that does that job. Well, like, solo puts know. on
1: gigs and it's it's not glamorous because I, I just put on random ones when I lived in Brizzy. Yeah.
2: But it was that's never...
1: That's good fun. Well, have got to pick and choose the yeah.
2: ones you want on. most... it's like, I've got to do this every night. Most comedy
1: <laughs> gigs are routine, like weekly or fortnightly or monthly. That's but right, yeah. Mine was just more like, I saw an act was coming for the Brisbane Comedy Festival and I, I wanted people to see him, And it was that yeah. feeling of, like, I wanted to put him on. Yeah. But yeah. It, there was no regular crowd and I had to do like... Little article in the local rag and that sort of stuff, yeah, and, yeah. and they always like the, the photographers were so cheesy, like, oh, you're a comedian, do something with a mic, like, how about a noose? No, <laughs> sorry, that was a bit dark, but, <laughs> right. but uh, no, that's cool, man. So you done heaps, um, and you met, and you slipped in there mentioning uh, stay at home dad. Uh, you're, mm. you're a dad, you got a, you got a son, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Tell us a bit about that experience. How's it? How's it been being a dad?
2: Yeah, it's a wild ride. Um, it's awesome it's uh, (laughs) it's tough it's um, yeah it's makes it
1: rewarding though doesn't it like yeah
2: it's amazing look you know um every parent has their ups and downs and um but it's but it's an amazing thing to see you know um someone grow and become their own kind of person and challenge you and you tell them to shut the fuck up or not you know in those terms but <laughs> well yeah. I got I got <laughs> no, daughters
1: so I was gonna say when when you got like a son that's a bit do you have to stop and think oh well, I was a bit of a brat too you know like oh thinking, absolutely yeah. but
2: you know you, you have these moments and you're like like was I like this to my mum and dad yeah and, yeah you
1: know, like, Oh yeah. man, yeah, I was right. a prick to my parents. It <laughs> took it me like about fr- thirty years to realise how like, <laughs> res- like appreciate what they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. So I hope in mine are a bit quicker than that. No. Nah, still it's, working it's, it's on. All
2: good. it. Yeah, you do. And and um and look, um I think he, you know, he's um. Uh, oh, just making
1: notes about how I'm a bad parent. No, 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 um, no. I was just saying because I've been uh,
2: a <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, it's good. It's good. It's a great. It's a great thing. I love, um, you know, having a family and, and doing lots of new things together. And yeah. he's got into surfing and he's he's doing really good at it because Not many... I push him onto every goddamn wave. Yeah, I have, I have to paddle for him. <laughs> he gets pushed onto him. That's, that's unfair. like fair. That's like Mark Jelly, and he's just like up and going. I'm like, if I could only get on a wave. Then I'll be standing up like you.
1: Well, one of your bandmates, Marco, was trying to teach me to surf. Yeah. So, oh, it is, it's and hard. It's I'm hard terrible thing. at it. Yeah, well, I only yeah, had one go. But I was a good bodyboarder back at the day. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you, do you surfers t- hate bodyboarders? <laughs> no, I used,
2: to, I used to bodyboard when I was younger. I, yeah. That's what I've kind of done. Um, I, I never kind of really got surfing. I was a skateboarder, but could never really kind of get on a surfboard and riding on a uh, bodyboard was like, heaps easier yeah you, you know, just had flippers and <laughs> kick
1: on you on the wave. so yeah no um yeah. always when I stayed at your place a few times you're like always doing we stuff surfing. with. yeah
2: we, yeah, we, we took the board
1: yeah but I was just to say I got gonna say you're, you're, gonna say, you're do, doing great stuff with Jimmy which, which is awesome and uh so just another thing I wanted to go on to is um you do you've done a few things with uh animal rights which is great um do you want to tell about that you were um yeah. Was it for the election you were working with her?
2: Um, oh, look, I've done throughout the years. I've been involved in uh, animal liberation, the, the um, animal rights group um, in New South Wales, and um, yeah, kind of always felt like that was a a place where I f- felt like action was really important. And yeah, and, and I know it's. I always lot, think it's great because
1: I, I like to say I believe in things, but to actually put it into action is is fantastic because a lot of us don't.
2: Yeah, it's it's a hard one. Like I, I feel like, I felt like my me getting involved in um, the group animal liberation in those years was really um, it was a, it was an organisation and a group of people that I felt like was worth getting involved in Mm. i felt like a lot of the like political kind of groups were just kind of shitty and had infighting and egos and all that kind of stuff and it was just like this battle of who was yeah switched on um whereas um when i went to the the first couple of meetings when i was much younger um with animal liberation kind of anyone was welcome and um there are a lot of people there that done amazing things for, for, um, for animals in this country. Um, you know, you didn't necessarily have to be vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. It was just like getting people involved and, and then, you know, if you can go into those places and still eat meat and use, you know, that kind of stuff, um, it'd it'd be pretty, pretty hard, but, um, yeah, I, I, um, and I you know in yeah recent times I kind of worked um uh doing kind of social media for Animal Justice Party which is a political party in Australia which has um three members in parliament now um, yeah three MPs which is which is great because um basically you know it's legislation that needs to be changed and they need people that kind of can challenge the old kind of ways um the way things are done uh to shake things up and, and to make change in
0: the view awesome. on that stuff, I feel like has changed a lot, like definitely in the last like 10 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it seems crazy to me, like how you know popular even just veganism is now. Yeah, like, absolutely. and like seeing it on a billboard, I just never thought that would be something I'd see. Ten like I've been vegan now for like thirteen years or something like that, yeah. and yeah. I remember being like, there's like one or two restaurants you can go to, and now like totally. everywhere yeah. kind of has an option. Like, Absolutely, yeah. Never would I have thought where I'd be able to get an ice cream out of the servo thing again. Right, yeah. like I'm a, a dairy-free man. Yeah. yeah. At
2: the servo at like, two in the morning, yeah. and you Drive home like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's changed a lot. I think, it, um, and there's kind of there's two aspects to it, right? There's like the kind of legal side of the way Mm. things are done in, um, in industries. Yeah. And then there's the, the food side of it, which is like, which is Mm. great. Um, you know, that there's more options for people to eat, um, different things rather than it's just being like, you know, meat options. Um, and the market's definitely driving in that side, but still, Behind the scenes in in these industries that still continue to you know needs more people involved on that side of it yeah yeah like you know um, and the, it can feel
1: like you're up against it when you're going against these big companies and
2: oh it's and it's just kind of it's you know it's intrinsic in society um, but like one thing that the animal justice party has been doing in New South Wales recently was an inquiry into um, the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act which is. You know, it's like forty or so years old, um, and it's uh, it's the only piece of legislation or law that's um, governed by a charitable organisation.
0: Oh.
2: You know, so no, in no other law in New South Wales or in Australia um, is enforced by a charitable organisation. Yeah. that's the Pre- Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act. Mm. So RSPCA are not a government organisation. Um, so wouldn't it be great to see, like, you know, police handling that stuff properly and, yeah. and real, real prosecutions made against people that um, that commit crimes against animals and not only just in communities but in industry, you know. Mm. Um, so I think that's that's the real challenge that um, that I think you know needs to be and taken. That, on. And
0: that's the side of it is not that's not as glamorous as say yeah. Yeah, a, an it's ice like, cream that's you know absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: a, and and you. Like, yeah, you yeah. get the trends where it's sounds like like rescue dogs will be cool for a year or two yeah, yeah. or so.
0: Yeah. and I guess like when you know I think about something like Oscar's Law, which is yeah. is really great, but yeah. it's um it's it's easier for people to get behind something that's like don't right. harm puppies or most people sure. are yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. But when you start talking about um, like animals we, that are consumed, like it's That's right. Yeah. Like you know, like um yeah, like
2: you know, if you you come up with an Oscars law, and you know, then you could come up with a another law which is like basically, you know, telling people that um, calves that are you know born out of milk production get mm. taken away from their mm. mothers and then sent to slaughter. And it's like, you know, would people, you know, that, yeah, would, it's not as that know and that, it's that nice, that's yeah. right, yeah. But then people go, well, I can't give up milk. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like it, there's a, there's a fair bit of Groundwork that still needs to be covered there, I think, um, in terms
1: of you know, okay. I, I, do, I do feel a bit guilty when I do my, my chalky milk stuff. <laughs> like, <Always laughs> let me, me have it, yeah. You a little,
2: give you a little poke. And,
1: and, and well, every now, go, now and then I buy like, like a soy one and I'm like, I'm gonna tell all my punk
2: mates. I think I, did, I, think I, I did, did get a message off you. I'm like, like can't, can't wait to tell like Jamie and David Quirk. And like time you do, I'm just gonna send you a picture of a dead calf. Yeah, I know. But I got this, I'm
1: like, That Chucky Mill looks good. I got this little image of Jamie in my head going, don't you? I'm doing doing a visual gag here, but I'm shaking shaking my finger. finger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, but that's great, mate. Like, you know, it's one thing for me to be a coward, but I've got guys like you fighting the good fight. Um, But, no, I mean it really from my heart. I do. You're doing great stuff, so there's no... Uh, what do you call it, sarcasm or anything there. Yeah, it's a rare occasion where you'll find me not being hilarious <laughs> and sarcastic.
0: Um, <laughs> should we start wrapping up?
1: Yeah, yeah, mate. Um,
0: um, so what's next for you? You got any tours or anything like that coming up? Or po- is or...
1: post-truth kind of your, your big, yeah, big thing Yeah, so now, these days I,
0: I it's pretty much, because
2: uh, I feel like us um, finished up about a year ago, so, um, so it's just I do the solo stuff and um, post-truth. Um, Post Truth will have a record out this year we just kind of um, yeah got all the mixes back for that which I'm really stoked with I um, mean Mike Desland's done the record and he absolutely just created a monster and he's just an absolute he's a master. guru yeah. he is Hell an absolute yeah. guru so
1: um, I don't so know him but I'm backing <laughs> anyone's good enough for Solo and Jamie yeah, is good enough for me
2: right. um, so yeah uh, the Post Truth record should be out this year um, and I'm gonna record a, a new solo record this year as well great um so it's gonna be we'll, we'll just see what happens once the records are out
1: you know yeah. we're, you know, d- we're talking about diy earlier once i was i've stayed with jamie a few times once i was staying and he's had people coming over buying records and i oh, love yeah, i love that because I, I do a bit of that i like yeah. deliver a bit of merch to people and yeah. and people are pretty stoked so yeah i think it's good yeah um, yeah, it's, as it's, as and live. it's also you have to like. That's right. We, if we could leave it to a, a label or an assistant, yeah. Record, you know, yeah. Be no. It's it's cool to say DIY is cool, but if there's any big labels out there, that want to.
2: That are you know the right ones. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. We usually just a quick sort of what else, what else you're into. We talk about surfing, comedy. Yeah.
2: Look, I, I got a surf surfboard for my fortieth. My my wife and um, a bunch of friends and family kind of chucked in for a, a surfboard, a, a Sheely, which is a, um, uh, he's a, he's a board maker in Newcastle, legendary Newcastle shaper. Um, I've got a nine foot six Mal, from, a longboard from him, wow. which is pretty rad. Um, <laughs> and it's taken me a year to stand up. Like I have, <laughs> I've been out that infrequent that every time I went it was a struggle and I'd be like, what the fuck this sucks never
1: mind Find surfing it, so it i just want to like getting it around and
2: yeah, that's, half it. The, that's half the struggle because it's so massive like it's so I, you know i can't go i can't walk to the beach with my board i'd have to put it on the car so um and then you know getting to the right conditions because i'm just starting out again you know mm. after all these years so you know just getting the waves small enough that i can paddle out in and i can <laughs> make it out and not die um but it's been really fun and and the fact that my son's like really into it as well has has, um, Mm. has really like motivated me like you know surfing together and um, yeah you know that's the good thing about moving back to Newcastle is that you know the beach is really close and it takes five minutes to get there rather than um, 55 minutes to get to some kind of (laughs) Version of a beach. Beach,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh mate, don't come to our state. And <laughs> mate, I lived here. And
2: yeah. It's a no, fucking nah. bay. It's not a <laughs> beach. It's a bay. I'm gonna, uh, say it, I'm gonna say it plainly. It's not a beach. It's a goddamn bay. <laughs> yeah, you gotta argue, get out to bells.
1: Have you How many seen Point Break, mate? It's all about bells in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, um Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thanks so much, mate. It's uh, as I said, uh, I'm not being sarcastic. Absolute uh punk rock. Australian punk rock world. Let's go world. Yeah. world. I mean, you did audition for Propaganda. We forgot to talk about that. Can we
2: just chuck in universe? Yeah.
1: That... We forgot to talk about your auditioning for Propaganda, but that'll be on your next. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Look, well, we all know the answer to that,
0: don't we? <laughs>
1: oh, no. They might be adding in a third guitar. So... <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, thanks for having a chat with us, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Thank you so you very much, much. It's been fun. Um That's been another episode of On um All All Years. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, check out our stuff. Check out Jamie's stuff and cheers for being all ears. (laughs) I just try to make up a a saying that we don't have
0: cheers for
1: being all ears. That's that's good. good. Yeah, That's it I guess.
2: That's a wrap. Oh god.